Hey guys, and welcome back to the Same Sis Podcast. I'm Brooke. And I'm Kyleen. I hope you're all having a great Monday so far. I know you have currently two not so healthy girls chatting with you. (laughs) (laughs) We've both been under the weather. Yeah. Safe to say I was sick, like on my deathbed yesterday and recovering all day today, but I'm feeling pretty much back to normal, I think, tonight. Yeah. And I've been fighting something for like two weeks and I can't get rid of it. So I'm doing fine. But if I'm coughing a 10, I'm sorry. Which is worse, like feeling like you literally need to go to the hospital for a whole day or being sick for like two weeks to a month? I don't know. I don't know either. They both are pretty shitty. They I'm are. like so ready to just like feel normal and like not constantly feel like I have mucus everywhere <laughs> for me and my well yeah not just me but literally me Nathaniel Echo and Rocky have all had it so I feel like it's going around and like I've seen many people say like they cannot kick this cold yeah and I don't know if it's not a cold a part of me thinks it's like something deeper but like maybe it's COVID I don't know I'm not gonna go test myself <laughs> should we talk about that I probably shouldn't say that but anyways we're all over COVID yeah no so just a little preface, but I'm excited about this episode because, I mean, <laughs> motherhood is such a big part of our lives and it's fun to chat about it. And these questions are from one of the previous like Q&As we did. We just didn't answer the majority of them because there was a ton. So yeah, it's going to be a good one. But before we get into it, I want to chat because I have some like random things I want to talk about. And I also want to hear about your life because I know you've got some stuff going on too. I do. Um, you go first. Well, I just want to preface too. I like texted Brooke on Sunday cause she started potty training Asher. And I was like, I want to know so bad, like what's going on, <laughs> but like, we got to save it for the pod. <laughs> so you guys, <laughs> excuse me. I'm going to be hearing it for the first time too. But, um, the first thing is, was tonight was the first night I didn't nurse echo to sleep. Oh, I know. So I'm now you're down to one feet, down to one feet at just in the morning. I have, I nursed, I mean, what is, what is today? 12 months and 18 days is what I did. And it's crazy. Cause I never, I think there was one time I didn't nurse her to sleep. I went to a wedding and I had to pump. Okay. But besides that, like I was literally the only person to put her down. So it was really weird. Um, initially when I laid her down, like she literally did not care at all. She laid, she like lunged for her bed. She kind of does this sometimes though, where she just like wants to play with her binkies. Mm-hmm. But then like, she like looked up at me and like put her mouth all big for me to like kiss her. Aww. She was all happy. I like, she did that like twice and I just like walked out and she was good. But then she ended up like crying like maybe five minutes later and she was just like, mama, mama. So I went in there and I just held her. Um, Cause usually like I hold her and I say like all these things to her. I tell her how amazing she is and how much I love her. And so I didn't get to do that. So I did that. And then she was fine and knock on wood, but she's been good for like, I think like an hour now. So Mm, so good. it's crazy. I feel like it's so bittersweet and I just, I still am feeding her once, but like, it's just so close to being over and it makes me so sad. Was that always your routine is to like nurse her literally like right before you put her in bed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, every single night. yeah. Yeah. Just nurse her. And then, I mean, she'd always go to sleep or be put to sleep awake. But like, yeah, that was every single night. Yeah. So it's crazy. But Do you get to nurse in her room every time? Yes. That's so nice. Because she would not nurse. Yeah. Too elsewhere. distracted. So distracted. Yeah. Like doesn't, she doesn't really ever, or she didn't really ever have like a big attachment to nursing. So I feel like 
if there was something better going on, she wouldn't care to do it. Mm -hmm. And I was always worried she wasn't getting enough because she would nurse for like four to five minutes. Yeah. So I always kept her in the room, but yeah, we're down to one. I'm excited to see how it goes. I'm honestly so terrified of getting a clogged milk duct again, but (laughs) I've been like gradually feeding her less at night. Like for the last feeding, if she pops up, pops off, I'll just like stop. Yeah. So it's definitely been less for like five days or so. That's good. So hopefully. Well, and I feel like that, remember when we were talking about, um, like weaning off nursing and like how like some women have like, Oh, like a lot of troubles. Like they have to like take supplements and things to like help them dry up. Yes. And I remember you kind of saying like, well, usually it's like not that hard, but then you did get a clog. Yeah. I think I jinxed myself, (laughs) but I also did it like so rapidly. Like I literally forgot to feed her her afternoon feeding one day and I was like, okay, I'll just drop it then. And so I did it slowly, like drop it. Gotcha. And then because my boobs were feeling smaller, I was wearing my sports bras like past the gym. Like I was just wearing them for like the entire day, which I know that's actually kind of gross, but the sports bras are so tight. I just feel like they like cut off the circulation. So like the combination of the two just was not good. Gotcha. Cause I didn't ever do either of those things beforehand. So I'm praying I'll be okay, but I'm a little stressed. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you guys know. Yeah. Let us know. Hopefully you don't have any problems because that sounds horrible. I've never had a clogged milk duct either. So it hurts. And I didn't even get it to like the worst, like having mastitis, but it was painful. And then because I like sat there and basically like scraped like the knot out of my boob, my boob was so sore for like oh, two days straight. And yeah. like, ugh, of course, whenever you're hurting, like it's like a magnet to like your kids bumping you. And of like, course. Ugh, it was the worst, but I'm just glad I didn't get mastitis. So there's that. And then one thing that's not kid related, even though this whole episode is kids, um, I've been like sourdough obsessed and I feel like I've talked about it a ton, but I made my first loaf today and on the outside, she was beautiful. She was perfect. I even scored like it and yeah. I just kind of randomly did it. Cause like Rocky was right there and I needed to put him like, or tend to him and it turned out so pretty, but the inside was not good, but I ended up figuring out like different ratios. And so I'm already in the process of making another one. I mean, I'm, I'm going to bake it in the morning. So if I figure it out, I'm going to share like a full recipe because it's been so hard to figure it out. And I feel like people just like keep this information to themselves. I don't know why, (laughs) but it's so hard to know, like, how do you store it on the counter? How do you store it in the fridge? Like, how do you, what are the correct ratios? Like, I don't know. There's so many things. So my friend or my friend, my sister got like a whole Oh, it's from uh, Ballerina Farm. Have you followed her on Instagram? Is she the one with like seven kids? Or yeah, something? she has yeah. like a ton of kids yeah. and they live on this farm and she like home makes everything. Yeah. Um, but she bought her book, I think. Oh. I think she has like a sourdough book. Okay. Well, maybe I should have and, done that. <laughs> and so maybe she has some of those secrets in there. I don't know. I'm so down to get it. I've been looking up too, because when you make sourdough, you have to like discard like a bunch of it. So there's like discard recipes that you can make. And I've been pinning them because I want to try it because I have a ton of discard and there's like pretzels and what else did I see? Like pizza dough crust and mm-hmm. all these things. So I'm really trying to be, <coughs> guys, you're good. Don't <laughs> stress. I forgot one episode that I, I feel you. Thank God I'm epi- um, editing this one because I feel like I'm at like a constant, like it's going to cut me off and mm-hmm. cough. You know what I mean? That's but, how I felt. I get it. Anyways, you talk. I'm just going to make a lot of recipes. That's all I was trying to say. (laughs) 
Well, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for my first little um, batch that you're going to deliver to my door. I will. <laughs> Just left on your doorstep. No, you don't even have to come talk to me. It's going to be right there. <laughs> Um, okay. So yes, we've been potty training Asher. We started on Sunday. The first day went decent. I feel like by the end of the day, he definitely like was connecting the dots. Like, okay, I need to hold it until I get to the potty. He would, he has continuously like had like a little accident, yeah, like, like, a, like a, a couple dribbles mm-hmm. and then holds it and then we'll go to the potty. That's awesome. Um, the second day he, Pooped on the floor, probably, I kid you not, 10 times. I'm not exaggerating. Dude, the photo Brooke sent me of, can I say? Yeah. Of Asher's little ass with some poop dripping out of it. <laughs> I was dying. I literally, we were cleaning his legs and butt and floor like all day long. Dude, that's so bad. It was bad. Did well, he have diarrhea? Because like Rocky's never pooped 10 times in a day in his entire life. Well, that's the problem is that Asher is always either constipated or right. he has this like soft poop. Yes. And it's not really diarrhea. It's just like very soft. Yes. Um, and that's because we do have him like on a little bit of a Miralax regimen. Otherwise, he has very painful poops. And so... That's and so I was hard a little bit stressed training. about the potty training because I've heard that it gets worse. And so... Yeah. I mean, I was kind of glad that he's not constipated, honestly. So I was just like, whatever. But I know the poop thing is going to probably be a big struggle. He has yet to poop once in the toilet. Dude, I'm telling you, (laughs) just poop. The part of poop. So two things. People talk about potty training and they say like, oh, within three days, like my kid's potty trained. But they do not mention that they are only pee trained. A lot of people do not tackle poop at the same time. And so when I got to day three and Rocky still had not even pooped on the toilet, like even once, I was like, what is wrong? Like what's going on? And I started talking to people more and they're like, oh no, no, no. Like we're not doing poop yet. Or like, so just, it's a journey. I mean, it literally took five months for Rocky to not scream his head off every single time he was on the toilet. And it has been a thing even now, like he really doesn't like doing it and he has, he still will hold it. Or like needs to be like, like kind of coaxed. Is that the right word? Like into yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. It's just a whole thing. And yeah, I I did hear that um, kids think that their poop is like a body part. And so when they poop, they think like a part of them is like leaving them. So it's like really scary for them. And yeah, I don't yeah. know. I know. I don't even know if he's really even gotten to the point to know or think that he'd be scared. It's like he hasn't even made it to the toilet with the poop thing. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's already scared to poop in general. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I feel like we're kind of on track with peeing. He we Good. wore pants today and he had an accident in his pants. And it's only when he's outside. Yeah. When he's outside, he just thinks like yeah. it's not a big deal. He Rocky literally peed himself tonight at the park because one, he was outside playing and they're just distracted. They just don't want to go pee. Yeah. But two, we like forgot to take him for a couple hours. And like that kid usually goes every hour. So I feel like trying to like figure out how often your kid goes as mm-hmm. well is like a huge like learning curve at the beginning. Yeah. But well, and Asher's the type that he'll hold it for a long time and then he'll go pee. And then it's like every 15 minutes we right. need to like take it's him like back. Dribbling kind of yeah. somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, a part of me thinks that he's like so excited that he peed that he like just lets some out and doesn't let it all out. Right, you know, right. he's just like, is like watching it come out. And then he's like, oh, I, did, oh, it. I did it. Yeah. yeah. 
And so, um, yeah, we'll see. I feel like I'm, I told myself like, I'm going to give myself a month and see how it goes with the poop and with the pee. If we have like a ton of regressions or I don't know, I'm like, not, I guess I'm at this point where people are like, well, if he's not ready, he's not ready. It should be easy. And part of me is like, well, yes and no. I feel like maybe some kids are just stubborn. I feel like Asher's personality, he's really lazy and he's very distracted. And like, if he's playing and he like knows he has to pee and he, he just doesn't want to, he's going to like fight it. Right. Um, and so I'm like, I don't know if that's something that will change. Maybe it will. Um, cause I feel like that's maybe like one of our bigger struggles if he like knows he needs to go pee, but he just doesn't want to stop playing or doesn't yeah. want to like go to the toilet. Um, but also I'm like, I put these three hard days in, I'm mm-hmm. not going to like just give up. And I have a lot of people telling me like, oh, he's just not ready. Just wait. And I'm just like, no, I like, feel like put in the work. I'm going to keep yeah. trying and I'm going to give it a month. And if like, if we're still having like lots of poop accidents and like not even a single poop in the toilet, then maybe we'll go back to diapers for a little bit or we'll probably go back until he's like three after until trip. after Europe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm just like, no, I'm going to like give it a solid month. I'm not like he doesn't have, at least for peeing, he doesn't have a ton of accidents where it's like, I'm stressed about it right. all day long. Um, the poop thing. Yes. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. And we're doing commando under shorts. Um, just Dude. so it doesn't feel like a diaper. And so that means the poop is just going uh, everywhere. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I cannot, but I just want to say like, if someone's potty training and you think that their kid's not ready, don't tell them that like they're already in it. And it's like, okay, so you start it and then you stop. Now your kid thinks, okay, now it's okay to go pee or poop in the diaper again. Like that's confusing. Yeah. I feel like that's like, yeah, I understand some people like will do that, but I just feel like it's just, is going to make things harder. Like if you decide to do it, like, I just feel like you got to do it. But that's also my personality of like, I said, we're doing this, we're doing it. Like, let's get it done. Yeah. And maybe that is why it like it was so hard for Rocky with poop. Maybe he should have waited too, but like he's done so well with pee. Like he literally doesn't even pee through the night. So like, how can you tell him like me, he wasn't ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just feel like they're two separate things, but unfortunately they both go into a diaper. So like, if you do it, you just try it as long as you can. I think a month is so fair to just like, see how it is. Yeah. I just want to see how it goes. I would love to be done with diapers, but Also, like, yeah, if in a month we're still, like, struggling with the pooping thing, then, yeah, I probably will go back. Yeah. Just because I, if, like, if at that point we're not getting close, <laughs> then I am scared that in four months we're not getting close and right. we may as well be in diapers because I'm not going to deal with that while no. we're on a vacation. And that makes sense. And it's, like, if you're allowing, like, well, not allowing, but, like, if he's pooping on the floor for four months straight, now he's really confused. Like, yeah. I, I get there's, like, a limit, but, like three days in, I feel like, yeah, it's only been three days. Only like kids don't potty train in three days. Like that's another misconception. It's just not that some may, but the majority do not. I think the thing that people get confused about is that they're like 100% potty trained. Like they literally will never have an accident again. Yes. It's more so that they're, they've connected the dots that like, Oh, I need to hold my pee Yes, and go in the potty and there's going to still be accidents because hundred percent. Like I said, Rocky still had an accident today. Like And that's where I just like thought like no accidents after three days. And I just, I want that to be really realistic. Um, And I'm only emphasizing this because that was one of our questions. Someone asked about just like potty training tips, not sure where to start. 
Um, I have a couple of random things that I just wanted to share and then we can move on. But the first was I, I actually heard this from my friend, Megan, she was on our podcast, but I didn't know this, but if you get underwear, that's too tight, can feel like a, di- a diaper and Rocky's butt is so big that the two, three T <laughs> underwear is so tight on him. Like it's tighter than like whitey tighty tight. <laughs> and so I think that might have like helped us a little bit to have that baggier. Um, I'm trying to think other things like I feel like for me, I put Rocky straight onto the big toilet because I just didn't want to deal with like transitioning from small toilet to big toilet. But I do think it's kind of or it can be beneficial to do it on the low toilet because their feet are on the ground. They can get on and off of it themselves. Like whereas like I still to this day have to put Rocky like on and off Well, you can get down, but like on the toilet and it's just like a whole nother layer. Um I'm trying to think I had a few other ones. Oh, just like having like positive reinforcement. Like we did a potty train sticker chart to like give them like something once they reached a certain part, Rocky really likes that. And then we had just like activities that we did on the toilet. Um, I got my Tony box like right when we started potty training. So that was like a super fun thing. And we read books. Love every house, like a potty training book. And we read that a ton, especially with poop. And it did help. So, yeah. No, I like those. I feel like a couple other things since I am in the thick of it. If you're looking for a course, I feel like by by the third day, I was like, okay, I feel like I want a course just yeah. to tell me like, yes or no with this or like, am I, maybe I should wait or whatever. Like, it's kind of nice to have like professional yes. reassurance. Um, and I got a lot of recommendations for the big little people course. Big little feelings. Big little feelings. Thank you. <laughs> um, and so that is a course. If you're looking for one, it's only like 29 bucks or something. Or I didn't 34. realize it was that cheap. Yeah, I would really have bought cheap. it instantly. Yeah. I, I ended up buying it on the third day because yeah. I was like, uh, and I got sick the third day. So I was like, do I just stop? Do I like, give up? Help me. <laughs> um, because I, and I also was getting tons of people saying like, Oh, just wait. Like I started and it was really hard. And then I waited till they were three and it was so easy. They got it so fast. And so Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like really wanting to like hear professional yeah. and they were saying in the course that like ages, uh, 24 to 30 months is like the ideal age range. Yeah. Um, and that past 30 months, it's like harder or yeah. they're kind of more set in their ways. But I've heard also a lot of people have success when they're th- when they're three-year-olds. And I, so there's so much, but that is why I did it when I did it was cause I was so stressed. We were going to like quote unquote miss the mark. Right. And I, I don't think that's something to stress too much about. I will not do that again with Echo. I feel like I will follow more of her cues than like what, like an expert says, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And then like they, they recommend doing naked for a day or two or even three if you need it. And that just like, it's just a bigger indication. They can like see their pee coming out. Mm -hmm. They can feel it on their legs. They hear it on the floor. Like it's like a really big noticeable thing for them to see it. And that did help with Asher. And then they recommend going commando. So they just have like baggy pants, shorts, or if it's a girl, they wear a dress if they want. Um, and so that's what we're doing with Asher. We're not doing even any underwear, which the only bummer about the underwear is it doesn't catch the poop because their pants are baggy. Yeah. And so, and I wouldn't mind like throwing away some underwear if it was like super oh, bad poop. We threw away plenty of underwear. Yeah, versus yeah. pants. I'm not about to throw away all no, the pants. No. So, and like a little tip for cleaning out poop, just 
wiggle it around in your toilet. So you're not like getting poop all over your sink, like yes. splish, splish it around in the toilet and get all like the chunks and gross stuff off yeah. and then throw it in the wash. Yes. <laughs> I yep. learned that when I was doing, uh, I did dispose or reusable diapers for a little bit with Asher. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. And I was like, like <coughs> how do I get all this gross poop off? And first why, second, I was like ugh. washing it outside. Oh yeah. In the toilet. Yeah. That's um, why I never did that. Cause I was like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And then lots of fluids. So they get lots of practice. Yes. Um, yeah. I think too, just like understanding how often they go, like my friend's daughter went like once in a wake window mm -hmm. and Rocky would go like four or five times. So like, of course he had more practice and it kind of like yep. can make things easier, but yeah, it's kind of scary. Cause you're like, Oh, I don't want to clean up an accident. I don't want to deal with this, but like, you got to get them practicing yeah. for sure. And I rolled up all my carpets yeah. and then I got little like training dog pads. So if he sat on the couch or something, he can mm -hmm. sit on the dog pad. Yeah. He hasn't had any accidents on the couch. I feel nice. like it's more so like when he's standing or like he'll squat and play with toys. Yes. And I notice that's the sign for him. If he squats, that's pooping for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like it's the pee. He, he pees squatting. Oh, does he? Uh -huh. Oh my God. The pooping he stands. That's How why it's all funny. the way down his legs. Oh my God. <laughs> Rocky's opposite. <laughs> Oh, and then I wanted to say one more thing. Don't, I don't like in my mind, I was like, they have to be like not in pull-ups for naps in nighttime. Yeah. And in the course, they do say that that's like a de developmental thing. It's yeah. not, has nothing to do with like potty training. They just have, their body has to learn how to hold it for sure. and they can't learn that in three days. No. And so I started in pull-ups and it was at first Rocky would pee in his pull-up, but like a week in we noticed he was dry one night and then like the next night he was dry again. And so we were like, F it, like, let's try it. Yeah. And we told him, we were just like, don't pee in your underwear. Don't pee in your bed. It'll be uncomfortable. And he, he didn't. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, it's just different, but like their bodies just have to learn how to hold it. Yes. And some, like my brother had a really hard time. I Especially think. for boys. I feel yeah. like, yeah. He like went to like a peace therapist. Yeah. Cause it was like, it took so long yeah. for his body to figure out how to do it. Oh yeah. I know like kids that are like four or five yeah. years old. That's still, and that's, I feel like that is still normal too. Yeah. It's so. yeah. It's just for some reason, your body just has to learn that. Um, anyways. Okay. Y'all let's move on from potty training. I, I did want to share a couple little other updates. I <laughs> I'm like dead. We're still on updates. <laughs> well, we went Whoa. to the potty training <laughs> yes. questions. Yes. So we're kind of still, um, but yeah, then I got sick. Then this weekend I'm going to my grandma's funeral. So I'm like, this yeah. week is just kind of, this is not fun. Not the best week. Although but. I feel like I don't ever want to make like death, like a happy thing, but like, I feel like it's good to hear she'll like be with her husband and just like, yes, I don't know. My, my dad has this thing on death and he just like, he always finds it joyful. Cause he's like, they get to like return home basically is how he explains it. And I don't know, I just like find peace in that, especially, I know you probably don't want to get like way too into your grandparents, but I don't know. I, I hope you can like celebrate with your family. No, you know? we are. I think we're all very relieved. She had um, Alzheimer's and so she was just like always confused. Yeah. She was like falling and hurting herself a lot and a lot of pain. She was very uncomfortable. And, um, and my grandpa passed just four months ago. And so like, it was like a very quick deterioration after that. And so I think we were all like relieved that she's like not in pain anymore. Right. She's not confused anymore. And she is back with, uh, with my grandpa. And so it's, it'll be a happy reu reunion for them. And it's always nice to like, I actually really enjoy 
funerals just to like reflect on their, their life and, you know, hear all the stories from everybody. And so it's a, it's a bittersweet thing. I feel like, so are you um, bringing like your family or are you just going, I'm going and I might be bringing clove. It just depends, but that's it. Yeah. Rhett has a wedding that he's shooting and I'm not bringing Asher or let's just jump into the rest of the questions. Okay. We took my two-year-old son's binky away a week ago. He only used it for sleep. Out of the seven days since we traded them for a big boy toy, he's only slept two days for a nap. As far as nighttime goes, he's a rock star and falls asleep right away and all night. It's just the naps he's striking on. He doesn't cry. He just chills in the crib for the naps. Does this mean he won't nap again? He used to take two to three hour naps. Um, I hope this is like something you figured out because this Q&A is from like a couple months ago. But I feel like I don't really think that has anything to do with the binky. In my personal opinion, I feel like it's just your kid being two. Because especially if they're not crying, it just seems like they're like kind of like fighting the naps because that's definitely what Rocky has done. Yeah. Um, I took his binky away like right at two and like maybe two months, two and one month or something like that. And um, I think since then his sleep has been shit. (laughs) And not like that it's been horrible. Like he just really has a hard time self-soothing. And so I feel like if your son was like waking up and like crying and needing you to like come back in, like then maybe like that's because of the binky. But it sounds like he's just kind of going through like the two-year-old sleep progression. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure it's harder for him to fall asleep without that soothing, that comfort thing that he's used to. Um, Especially for a nap because it's like maybe they don't want to go to sleep that day or like, you know what I mean? They're but not it, quite tired enough yeah. to like get there. Yeah. But hopefully, yeah, by this point, he's kind of figured it out. I feel like the same with Asher. He definitely went through that two-year-old sleep regression. He definitely was fighting naps, but now he's back to like, he's like begging for naps. Ugh. Like he's like excited to go take a nap. And Brooke. he's taking four-hour naps. Brooke, I, I can't talk to you. <laughs> Actually, no, no, no. He's not taking four. He's taking three-hour naps because we Ugh. put him down at one now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, Rocky, like it's like an hour and a half to two hours max. But I usually wake him because if he doesn't wake up by three, like he's not going to bed at seven. Like there's no way. He does go to bed later. Yeah. That is our sacrifice. But honestly, during the day, it's kind of nice. So so nice. Well, and every time I think about waking him up, I'm like, oh, I just got to finish this one last thing. Mm -hmm. And I never do. (laughs) That one last thing takes an hour. So much longer than you expected. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, I hope it's just that. Um, I don't know if we should, should we chat about binkies at all or no? Yeah. Maybe we could chat about like how, like a couple techniques that you, maybe you use or what that okay. I've thought of um, you go to f- get rid of binkies. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll just share what we did with Rocky and it worked pretty well. Like I feel like the process of getting rid of it was fine. I just think because he used it for two years, like he just really like relies on it mm-hmm. and I'm terrified for echo. But anyways, we did, um, we slowly, like as he lost some of them, we just didn't replace them. So you guys, like we literally had 12 to begin with. <laughs> and so we slowly got it down to like four. I think a couple broke, but then we slowly started getting rid of them, giving them to the mailman. Nice. Okay. okay sorry. Yeah, that was confusing. But I learned this from my sister-in-law. Her, She works for a dentist and he actually like recommended doing it. But like if you go into like his dental office, he like has like pictures of like little kids and like he shares those with the kids and he says like, hey, like you're going to like send this or do you want to send this off to this little boy? It'll help him sleep. And like 
they put it in an envelope and send it off to the boy. And that's like, I don't know what he suggested. And I tried it with Rocky and it worked so well. Um, he would put it in the envelope. He would put it on the doorstep and then we would have him like walk back into the kitchen and then Nathaniel would like go and take it really quick. And then we'd come back and be like, look, like it's gone. And like, if you would ask about it, we would just say, yep, it was for a little boy. Cause Rocky like doesn't need it anymore. And it worked. I don't know why, but like, even now, like he'll say like, cause Echo's trying to give him like his or her binky. Oh, yeah. And he's like, no, me no need it. Mailman has mine for boy or something like Aww, that. Cute. So yeah, that surprisingly worked. Every time he sees a mailman now, like he's like, mailman, help me. Like he really <laughs> likes mailman. I'm like, okay. I'm sad. So uh, I never had to deal with getting rid of binkies because Asher just suddenly like boycotted his at 18 months or no, it was like eight months. Actually, I was like, dude, no, no, it wasn't no eight, way. It was yeah. Eight months. He like stopped wanting it completely. I don't know why. Um, and then Clove sucks her thumb. But what I've heard and what I thought was cute and would be, I feel like would be fun for them. I've seen um, where you like bury the binky and then the next day it grows out like a treat that they like. So like donuts or whatever they like. And then the other one is the binky fairy, which I've heard works really well. And like, I think what they do is they like put it under their pillow or something. And then there's like a prize left under there with like sparkles or I don't know. Yeah. Well, Asher probably wouldn't care about the sparkles, but yeah. he'd like the toy. He would get it later on in life yeah. if he remembers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I've um, seen too like cutting the nipple so it doesn't work yes. anymore. I've seen. I'm trying my, to sibling, my sister did the cutting. Yeah. And they're like, it's not working. Right. And they get upset. But yeah. But I mean, like they it's not like soothing them yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I just feel like every kid's different. If yours, like, I feel like what I did with Rocky, like the whole, like, do you want to help another boy? Like that probably won't appeal to every single kid. Yeah, but I feel like if I told Ash that, he'd be like, what? No, this is nice. um, He can get his own at the store. I see them there. So like, he's a huge like empath for sure. So it definitely worked with him. But anyways. All right. Next question. When did you know you're ready for baby number two? Um, right after I had, (laughs) (laughs) mine was not that soon, although it was definitely sooner than I thought. I, I think just really quick. I feel like when you know, you'll know, like, yeah, when you can think of more positive things than negative, then that's probably a good sign. Yeah. But I was like struggling a ton at the beginning with Rocky. So like, it was definitely not a question, but like once I got out of that, I felt good. And I feel like my body like responded well to everything. Like, I don't know. And I knew I wanted kids close in age. Like, I, I don't know why, but I was very like adamant about having two under two. I feel like for me, I want to like kind of bang it out a little bit and I want my kids close. And I felt like the longer we waited, like the farther they were going to be apart. And like, that stressed me out more than it should have. And so I just felt ready. I don't yeah. know. I also was afraid it was going to take a little bit. Oh yeah. Did it, did it take you long to get? No, no. <laughs> Which now I can't use that with the Yeah. <laughs> Um, I know I was so ready. I don't know why. I think I always had in my mind that I did want my first two really close. Um, I had had a miscarriage before Asher. And so I did have also like kind of this like pressure of a timetable because I'm a little bit older and, and like the fear of like that happening again. Yes, exactly. Like I just was like, well, if I have another miscarriage, then I'm going to be like another year or two out or whatever. And so I did have that kind of in the back of my mind, but honestly, 
I was like in baby heaven. I love newborn stage. And I've learned this about myself now, even after Clove, because like, I was like obsessed with Asher. I was like, I could do this a million times. I like loved giving birth. I was so ready to like have that experience again, have another baby. And then by the, and I got pregnant. And then by the time he turned one, I was like, thank goodness I'm already pregnant because man, I am not ready. Yes. Yes. No, I know. I, we should, um, put this up on the Facebook group. Cause I am very curious. Are you a newborn stage person or not? Because I know it's usually like a hard yes or no. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely a newborn person. Like I, I would love to just lounge on the couch with my newborn on me all day long. Like Same. my heart is so full. I don't care about waking up in the night at that point. Like it, it's expected. I like to nurse my babies, like whatever, but yeah, no, I, I'm glad I was pregnant too, before like things got a lot harder. Yeah. Um, but I will say, so I was pregnant or I found out I was pregnant when Rocky was 11 months and when Echo turned 11 months, I was like, Oh my God, what was I thinking? Like, how was I pregnant already? Yeah. But like, that was only one, like now I'm saying that with having two kids and like, I now have a two and a half year old and like, I kind of just yes understand some struggles a little bit more, but yes. I also think it has to do with like how many kids you want to, like uh-huh. if you just want to, I like, I say, just bang it out, like get it done. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, if you want more, I just feel like that timing, that spacing, like, I think we've said this so many times, but like I, we both like wanted a bigger gap between two and three. Mm-hmm. And then when we have our third, like the three and four, we kind of want to have closer again. And I just think it makes sense. Like we want a break right now, but like when we want another one, we don't just want one more. So we might as well just like have two close, yeah, you know, bust them out. I don't know. That's our thought process. I feel like it makes a lot of sense, <laughs> but also getting your spouse on board, like Nathaniel for sure wants number three, but like, I'm going to have to convince him about number four for sure. Yeah. And he even is saying like, I don't know if like next year is already like too soon to get pregnant. Like he's already like, kind right, of, like yes the I'm like dude just wait <laughs> like once we haven't had a newborn for a while like we're just still so fresh like Echo literally just turned one so yeah. I'm just like it's still so new well and I honestly was so ready to get have like get pregnant again and have another baby up until probably like two or three months ago yeah but now that I've had like this nice little break from the baby phase because I do feel like she's not really baby anymore yeah, yeah. especially I think it's when I stopped nursing I feel like it's like nursing hormone or something yeah. like really gets me. I like, still oh. feel like Echo's a baby. Like, yeah, she yeah. does not seem like a baby to me at all. Yeah. Like she's no. just so big and like Echo's big too, but I totally think it's the nursing uh-huh, thing. Like I'm is. so curious in like two weeks, how I feel or like in two months when I haven't nursed for yes. a little bit and like, I can fully just like be myself too. I think that's the other part of like how I knew I wasn't ready was I just have longed for my body back. I feel like I've said that yeah. so many times. Whereas like the first time around, I didn't care for that because it had only been like a couple years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. But that's the same. I'm like loving having <laughs> my body back. I am just like ready to get in like really good shape. And we've been talking about the fall and I'm like, oh, am I going to be ready in the fall? I, I know. know. We shall see. I know. But yeah, I definitely feel like don't rush yourself. No. If you're like not like in a good space parenting wise, or like you just feel like your body isn't where you would like it to be, or you just need a little bit more time. I definitely don't think you should rush, but yeah, I feel like yeah. that's a good thing. Is like weigh out the pros and cons. If you're like pros are way higher then I feel like that's a really good yeah. tip. Yeah. I do feel like about the time thing, like, cause I'm such a planned out, like 
type A person. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you got to take that away when it comes to like literally like having a baby, mm-hmm. because if that time comes and you're not ready, it's not going to be enjoyable for you. Yeah. And I feel like there's nothing worse than to be pregnant when you don't want to be pregnant. So yeah, I don't know. I just, I say that lightly. I know we don't always get to control all of these factors very well, but yeah, I just feel like if you're not sure, I would wait is my advice. Yes. Okay. We're going to talk about sleep for a second and just on naps. I feel like we don't really talk about naps often. Because I, I complain about my kids not sleeping through the night, <laughs> but um, the question was, when did you start doing naps in the crib? We did naps in the crib. I feel like, oh, I can't remember with Asher. I think it was a long, I waited longer with Asher because I had this separation anxiety and yeah. like, just like having this like routine. Cause we moved from the bassinet by my bed. We put them in the closet, which people freaked out at me for that, but we have like this huge closet. He was perfectly fine yeah. in there. Um, and I liked having him in there because there was some space between us and it was dark mm-hmm. and, um, I could still hear him really well. We put like the monitor in there as well, but like if we turn the monitor off, I could still hear him right there. And then, um, it was just comfortable to keep him in there for naps because that's where he had been sleeping yeah. at night. And then I know for a fact that clove, I moved at four months. <coughs> I started doing naps in her crib at four months. Dude, I cannot remember at all. Really? Like not even. <laughs> Take your time. Yeah. I wish I could like look back and see but I do feel like it was sooner for Echo. I want to say like maybe even before four months. But Rocky, I know both of them was before five months. Like before I slept trained them, I'm pretty sure they were napping in the crib. Because I wanted them to like be used to their crib before yeah. I slept trained them. Mm-hmm. But I honestly think for naps, like the sooner the better. Like to get them like comfortable in their space. Yeah. Um, I feel yeah. like for... The sooner that I feel like you move them when you're comfortable. Yeah. I will say though, too, with Echo, I was a lot more lenient with this. Um, and I let her nap like out in the chaos more. And I truly feel like that helped her be a better sleeper. Um, whereas with Rocky, like I was always so like, he needs to have a perfectly quiet place with the sound machine in a dark room and like all the things. And I think it did affect his sleep and maybe it's just second kid versus first kid. Maybe it's the confidence in me. I don't know, but I do think maybe not the sooner, the better. I don't know if that's actually helpful, but I think it's good to have them nap like out and about and just yeah. around everything. But My I do totally napped out and like out and about, except maybe with, I can't remember now either. Dude, it's crazy. I did with Clove. I know that she like would nap around us when she was really little. Yeah. But then there was a point where like, yeah, I would move her in there because Asher would touch her or whatever. Yes, for sure. I know. I almost want to like look back on my photos and just like see. Like when they're newborns and they're just napping free willy, like, yeah, she was napping whenever. But then when she was kind of getting on a schedule, I think I was having her go to a specific spot. Which I put my, both my kids on like a loose schedule around four weeks old, like a eat, play, sleep schedule. Yeah. Not necessarily based on time, but just like, um, just a routine, a flexible routine, I think is what it's supposed to be called. But yeah, I think the most important thing is just whenever you feel ready. Yeah. I feel like don't put the pressure on yourself 
like if, it, if you're not comfortable with it, like just yeah. like you need to feel comfortable with it. But I feel like if you're comfortable with it at two weeks old, I think that's perfectly yeah. fine. That's the thing too, is like motherhood is not like do this at this point, this or that, like it's not supposed to be like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's the beauty of motherhood. In my opinion is you can do whatever the hell you want. Like, yep. and whatever makes you feel comfortable, whatever you enjoy, like figure that out. And if that means you kind of have to test some things out, then great. But like following us because we did it and like we have good sleepers or whatever you want to say, like, I don't know. I don't really feel like we are the right answer. Well, and I actually want to take it back. I, I put clove, I, she was sleeping, sleeping in her crib like at night at four months. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you had done it before. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know for sure she was sleeping in her crib at four months, like totally. And I think I took longer with Asher for that for sure. Yeah. Cause I had this like separation anxiety. I was like, Oh, it's It's scary. I feel like like when you're nursing. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's scary, but also like you have more confidence in your second kid. Cause you know, like a lot of the whimpers and like the sounds they make are normal. Whereas like, Oh my God, how many times I shot up when I heard that with Rocky in comparison yeah. is <laughs> you both look at your spouse like, yeah, is he okay? are they fine? I'm like watching their belly to like see them yeah. move if they're breathing. Like, Literally put like your finger above their mouth, like feeling the air. You lick your finger yep. and see if it's cold. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Can you talk about postpartum depression and anxiety? Uh, we definitely can. And we have kind of dived a little bit into this. I think in our postpartum episode, we asked, we answered some kind of question about this. Um, but where to start? Well, I, I, first of all, want to say, I want to have someone on who's like dealt with this, like kind of heavily, we should find a guest Yeah, because I have like had experiences with it, but I was never like clinically diagnosed. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of feel like that's different because I think a lot of mothers deal with this to an extent. And Um, I feel like anxiety with me was definitely worse with Rocky than with echo. I feel like I've told the story where I was at like the nail salon and I was like spacing out and the guy came up to me. I was like, is everything okay? And I'm just like, literally, I could not stop thinking about how Rocky was not doing okay without me there. Um, and I think I also dealt with like depression in the sense that like I mourned my life. Like I was so, there was many times where I was like, what did I do? Like I completely changed my life. And that was really hard for me to even think out loud or think in my head. And I think I finally said it out loud and I felt so bad for saying it, but it's a huge change. I feel like being a mother is like, there's no other life change like it. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's pretty normal and common, but like if you're struggling like deeper than just like kind of thoughts like that, I really feel like talking to someone is so important and I don't know. You deserve to be happy. And like, it's a lot to go through. So I feel like, yeah, I just, I don't want to like downplay it if that makes sense. Well, and I definitely had postpartum anxiety and depression for both of my kids. Um, you also had pregnancy. I had pregnancy depression, depression. right? Yes. Like pretty bad where I, I was like crying in the doctor's office telling her about it. I, sorry, I randomly like remembered that, which yeah. I feel like that's something that doesn't get talked about really a lot at all. I know I had never like really heard about it. And I thought it was still like from postpartum because I still hadn't even reached a year before right. I had, um, before I got pregnant again. Um, but I think a lot of times, well, at least for me myself, I'll just say that is that I always thought there is something worse and that like, okay, well, I, I didn't ever have thoughts of like suicide or I never had thoughts of like harming my kids 
or um, any thoughts like that. But I always, always was like a little bit unhappy, like a little bit like didn't want to like go out and do things, just didn't feel like myself, like nothing made me feel excited or like happy, like besides really besides my kids. Mm -hmm. Like I loved like being with my kids and then anything outside of that, I was just kind of like, like, I don't really care about that. Like didn't really care about taking care of myself. Um, and I feel like, and that's something you used to care about. So I feel like that's a big like indicator. Yes. And like maybe some, I think with Asher, I did cry a lot more than I did with Clove. Um, but I don't think that you have to be crying constantly or every single day to be like diagnosed with this. And really all it is, is that you go to your healthcare professional and you tell them like how you're feeling and say, I want help. And they're going to recommend you probably go speak to a therapist. And then from there, maybe get on some antidepressants. Um, and that was what the, my doctor recommended when I went in, when I was pregnant, because I was like crying nonstop. Like I was like uncontrollable. Um, but I do think I probably should have gone in when I was postpartum with both my kids. And I probably could have gone on some kind of medication that would have made me a lot happier, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, um, I probably will do that with my third, but I think it's just like, it takes a little bit of like, what's the word? Like, um, can I just emphasize really quick? You're not on that medication anymore, right? I never was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when I was, when I got pregnant, or when I was doing like, when I had the pregnancy depression, I, she recommended, recommended me to see a therapist first and I had scheduled appointment and it, but it was like three or four weeks out. Yeah. And then in that time frame, it like had passed. Like yeah. I all of a sudden was like, Oh, I feel okay. And so I never even went to the therapist and never got on any medication. Okay. I guess my point in like reiterating that is because when I hear like, Oh, they're just going to put me on an antidepressant. I'm like, I don't want to be on that forever. So like I turn that off and I'm like, nope, not an option. Like, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's like good to know that like, it doesn't mean you need to be on that forever. Um, But I also am such a big like natural healer first. And I feel like something that happens postpartum from the majority of mothers is they're not taking care of for themselves. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's just like big to just be like big on asking for help. So like you can go do things that make you happy. You can kind of feel like your own self a little bit more too. You can make sure you exercise if you like to exercise or like you're eating well or whatever it is. Cause I feel like all of that like adds up. Like even if you need to just take a nap, like have someone come watch your baby so you can nap. Like, I don't know. I guess I feel like there's a lot of things like that, that are just skipped over because like, we're just expected to like do it all mm-hmm. on our own. And I think it's like insanely impactful. Um, of course, like if it's deeper than that and that's not working or like you can't do that, like there's so many I feel like yes. it's, you're like walking on eggshells talking it's, about it. But. I think it's having when you can't get yourself to even do those things. Right. Which is kind of where I was at. Right. Even when I would try, it just like, yeah, just didn't do it for me, you know? Yeah. And so I think there's a, a level of acceptance that you just kind of have to right. accept that like, okay, I need help. Right. And like, yeah, maybe I don't have an extreme, but yeah. that doesn't mean that I that you can't find help or that there's not something that can help you outside of just trying, you know? Yeah. Um, I guess my point is, is if you start to feel like any sort of way, like try and just like catch it as early as possible. And I feel like the easiest way to help yourself is to literally tend to yourself because it just goes out the window right away. But yeah, if you're like at that stage, like definitely go talk to someone, you know? 
yeah, I think it can be easy to feel like it's impossible. Like, it's just like that, that's, that's your normal. Kind yeah. Of thing. Like that, yeah. that's, that's not possible for you, you know? And right. that's, that's not true, but that's what your mind and body is telling you. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess I just wish that somebody made it seem more like, yeah, it doesn't have to be extreme, you yeah. know? And yeah. my sister, she, and she'd be fine with me sharing this. She did end up going on, um, some antidepressants after her last baby. And she said it made her feel so much better. And then it got to a point where like, it wasn't, she was like, wasn't, it wasn't helping her anymore. Like she was, it was almost making her feel worse. Yeah. And so then she weaned off of it and she feels great. And it's because it is postpartum anxiety it's like or hormone related. Yes. Yeah. And so once your hormones regulate, then you don't need that anymore. And so um, I don't know. I just, I guess hearing that from somebody else where I knew that she wasn't like in this extreme space, it made me yeah. feel like, oh, like, okay. Like, yeah, I guess I could have probably tried right. some things. Yeah. I feel like it's easy to downplay what you have. Cause you're like, oh, it's not that bad. Like, oh, I'm not suicidal or, oh, like, you know what I mean? Right. But it's like, no, every sort of feeling deserves to be yeah. addressed, but yeah, we should definitely do a full episode on this. Cause I feel like it's not something that's talked about enough. And it's definitely something that happens often. Yeah. Agreed. Switching gears to tantrums, my favorite. <laughs> um, <laughs> the first one is how do you handle them? How do you handle tantrums? How do you handle the whining? How do you do it? And honestly, trial and error. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you got to figure out like the way your kid kind of like processes things and like how they deal with like situations, but also just like as the parent, knowing that they are not completely avoidable mm -hmm. and they're completely normal to have. I also think it depends on like your style of parenting, but I try my best to, sorry, Brooke's going to go because I cannot <laughs> get anything out. Oh, I feel so bad. Um, so what I was going to say about tantrums for me personally, what has worked is having options. Mm -hmm. Um, so say he's throwing a tantrum because he really wants fruit snacks, but it's lunchtime. Then I will give him the option. Okay. Well, after you eat your lunch, then you can have fruit snacks or maybe, okay, well, what if we have one fruit snack with one, um, sandwich or one fruit or whatever it is that yeah. I'm trying to get him to eat. And I feel like kind of like putting that option there, like, okay, yes, you can have this with this, right. you know? Um, so having options or choices, uh, for example, like with the potty, um, he sometimes has been fighting me wanting, like needing to go potty. I see him like dribble a little bit. I'm like, okay, we need to go on the potty. And he's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, okay, well, do you want to go on the big potty or the little potty? Cause we, we did end up getting a little one. Yeah. Um, because just for ease yeah. and then he'll say, oh, little potty. And so all of a sudden it's like, he's distracted from like not wanting to go on it. He's having to make a choice. Distracted and he has autonomy. I feel like is huge. Yes. Yeah. Like he gets to be independent and make his own choice about it instead of me saying, no, you have to go sit on the potty. And so, um, yeah, options. Yeah. I don't know. That's like my biggest tip. I options feel like is huge. It's huge. weird. Cause I feel like I can't remember the last time Asher had a tantrum, but I know it's daily. <laughs> I'm like, um, you're joking. <laughs> it's just, I feel like, like it's just normal behavior at this point. Maybe that's what it is. Cause I'm literally like, wait, what? Yeah. 
but literally I just gave an example of him not wanting to go on the potty. Right. So. Right. Yeah. I, I think just understanding like your kid's developmental like age is really helpful. I feel like there's some like books you can read just to like know like what they are like development developmentally able to do has like provided me with just like comfort of like, okay, I can't expect them to do X, Y, and Z at this point. Uh, but yeah, options are huge. And my biggest thing, which is so hard if it's tantrum after tantrum, but it's just like remaining calm yourself. Like mm -hmm. anytime I yell back or scream back at Rocky, it does not instill fear or like get, no. <laughs> does not work. He literally throws a fit even harder. Um, I also feel like trying to like tell them why they're wrong or like, I don't know, like correct their behavior while they're screaming doesn't work either. Like they just literally cannot hear anything like, mm -hmm. and it's hard, but just kind of letting them like write it out for a second and then just making sure you address it and like try and teach them or guide them in a way to understand like what happened. That's something that I really try to follow. Um, but yeah, it's hard. And I feel like it's just a stage of motherhood that you're going to get through. You, know? <laughs> yep. you can do it. Sometimes there's no solution and that's okay. You just kind of, like you were saying, yeah. let them write it out. Yeah. They're going to get over it. And which like, is like the harder thing to realize, I think. Yeah. Well, and too, I feel like some days doing that may work. Some days ignoring them might work. Some days giving them what they want will work. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not condoning any sort of behavior here, but like, we're not going to be perfect. And I feel like expecting to respond insanely calmly every single time and presenting two options. And then, Oh yeah. It's like it's not always going to be like that no. and that's okay. We've yeah. absolutely given in when 100%. we're like, if I'm about to lose my cool, I'm like, no, okay. Just have, Just it. have it. It's not worth it. Yeah. And you know what? That is another thing that I've really learned lately is like really questioning why I am instilling something. Like if it's really for a good reason, then stay firm. But if it's just because like, I didn't want him to do it, like say for an example, Rocky wants to spray a spray bottle on the window. And I'm like, no, we can't do that. And then he sprays it and then I take it and then he's pissed. Like, is it really that big of a deal that he's spraying the window? Like, yes, he's not listening. Cause I told him no, but like at the end of the day, like, does it really matter? Like, was that worth it? Like that was kind of on me to an extent, you know what I mean? Like spray bottles are meant for the window, but I didn't want to dry the window. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like sometimes we can get caught up in like controlling our, like we can be controlling just for really no reason. Yes. And I don't know, lately I've been like really including Rocky in a lot of things with like cleaning and baking and cooking. And like, I just feel like he's been so much less whiny and he's like been loving it. He's like, I made that or we did that. And like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think that can help too. Yeah. So I love that. All right. Favorite ways to turn around a rough day with the kids. And, um, I wish that actually you guys could all chime in too, because I know I could use these as well. We need to do a Facebook post on this too. I'll, I will try my best to post both of those. What was the first one? Newborn or not? Oh yeah. Okay. Newborn or not. Yep. Uh, but my favorite way is definitely getting out of the house. Mm -hmm. I feel like that always turns around our day. Getting outside. Yeah. Getting outside. My kid is like, my kids are different kids when they're outside. Mm -hmm. Like immediately. It's crazy. And so am I. And I was just going to say, so am I. And also like getting off your phone. I feel like that's such a huge thing where it's like, you get almost like pissed sometimes if your kid like distracts you from like, 
being on your phone or doing what you want to do. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't know. So I feel like removing both of those things and just like going outside and like being is so nice. So nice. Getting some like a yummy treat. I feel like if like we've had a hard day and I'm like, you know what, let's go to like Menchie's or something, get some Froyo or just literally doing a shopping trip to Target. I don't know. Just like little things that like are self, like little uh, treats for you as well. Yeah. (laughs) We're like, like, yes, like you could take your kid to the park, but like sometimes maybe I don't really enjoy the park. So how am I going to flip both of our days around? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just feel like finding little pockets of joy, like kind of really does it. And I feel like making sure that your mood changes is really what's going to like set the tone for like your kids' moods as Mm -hmm. well. I don't know why that like, was kind of like an epiphany to me of like, that probably needs to change before you try and change your kids stay around. Cause if you're constantly annoyed, tired, frustrated, whatever, like if you're around someone like that, you're going to absorb that, yeah. you know? And the one last little tip before I move on, I feel like FaceTiming or like seeing somebody else, like even just like, yeah, FaceTiming, talking to somebody else, some other adults and like the kid gets to be involved as well. I don't know. I just, I maybe that, is that like a, is that like a social thing? Like, Probably. like you just yeah. need a little bit of social uh, interaction outside yeah. of your babies. Yeah. I think too, like you don't really act the way you would act in your home with just your family, like while talking to someone else. So it kind of pulls you out of that too. Yes. So that probably helps. Well, and speaking of being outdoors and like having that something that's going to turn around your day, hopefully everybody's weather, wherever you're at is like starting to warm up. We're like entering the spring summer months. And so Maybe this week you guys can get outside some more and enjoy the nice weather. I know like here it's been pretty nice. We've had like some hot, hot days, but then this week it's kind of cooled off. Yeah. Um, And I know like up in Utah, it was like snowing a couple of weeks ago, but now it's like, I think starting to warm up. So hopefully that's the case for all of you. Yeah. I can't imagine. Honestly. Well, I can because it's going to be so hot here and I know it's about to be boiling and it's kind of stressful to me because like my kids go to is just to be outside yeah and the cement is about to be so hot that's the number one thing yeah like I actually don't mind the air temperature it's the floor temperature that's the hardest part with kids at least like hands and feet on the floor it's just like scary Uh I remember yeah this is so random but growing up we were at like a softball game and my youngest brother was like running up a ramp and it was metal and he fell and it was in the summer and he got like third degree burns on his hand. It was so bad. Oh like gosh. it just gets so hot here. But right now I'm really enjoying the weather. Like I think it was like sunny and 80 when I was at the splash pad today and it was like not too cold, not too hot. I like sat under a tree and we ate lunch and so it nice. was so nice. So I, I wish I could have joined you. I know I do I was too. still in bed a little bit. <laughs> That's like, okay. So sore. Yeah. You know no. that after the sick mm-hmm. soreness. Yep. It literally feels like you worked out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst, but we'll do it next week. Hopefully. Yes. <laughs> All right, you guys, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you guys want us to do this again, where we can like resubmit the questions, let us know. We love chatting all about motherhood and we love helping you guys. Yes. Hopefully we have some helpful advice. I know. I'm assuming we're helping you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have some good things to say. I don't we know. do. So anyways, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.